Hello, and welcome to the 74th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, the usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're doing something slightly different, and that's a single serving size episode. That's something that's under my three film minimum in order to be considered a franchise. So this time around, we're talking about Sinister. Sinister is one of those confusing one-word titles that seems like a bunch of horror movies have. Um, I find them hard to remember because most of the time they don't have anything to do with the plot of the movie. So besides Sinister, other examples would be Insidious, uh, The Conjuring, and there's a lot more. Insidious is about a family whose young son gets trapped in another dimension called the Further, and he is stalked by a couple of demons. It stars Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne as the parents, and Lynn Shay as a psychic who tries to help them. And I covered that franchise back in episode 47. And then The Conjuring follows the case files of paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, also starring Patrick Wilson as Ed, and Vera Farmiga as Lorraine. And we covered that way back in episode 7 of the podcast. Um, both Insidious and The Conjuring uh, have become uh, fairly large franchises. But the Sinister movies, in comparison, never quite caught on as much, even though the first movie did uh, pretty well at the box office. And in Sinister, it also centers around another family. This time, Ethan Hawke plays the father, and we'll talk about the plot a little bit more in a second. But the first Sinister movie came out in 2012, and it's important to note that both of these films were produced by Blumhouse, who also produced Insidious. Sinister was directed and co-written by Scott Derrickson. He's done uh, directed such things as Doctor Strange, Exorcism of Emily Rose, etc. Also co-written by C. Robert Cargill, starring, as I said, Ethan Hawke, Juliet Rylance as his wife, James Ranson, Fred Thomas, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Music by Christopher Young, cinematography by Christopher Knorr. Then Sinister 2 came out in 2015, so that's three years later. Again, written and directed by Derrickson and Cargill. Directed by, I'm sorry, again, written by Derrickson and Cargill. This time directed by, let's see, I'm going to mess up the first name, Kirian Foy, and that's uh, spelled C-I-A-R-A-N, starring James Ranson again. He was the de- deputy in the first movie. He never really gets a name. And Shannon Sosamon. You've seen her in lots of stuff, including uh, Wayward Pines, etc. Who stars as the mother. And then there are twin uh, sons, played by Robert Daniel Sloan and Damien Sloan. Music here is by Tom and Andy, who we've talked about previously. He's done a bunch of scores for horror movies. And cinematography by Amy Vincent. Where to find these movies? Both are currently on Netflix. They're also on Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, or Vudu for the usual $4 per movie. They are not on Tubi or Shutter. Rotten Tomatoes scores. The first Sinister, critics gave it a 63, audiences gave it a 61, so that's not too bad. Uh, Sinister 2, 
way down from that. Critics gave it a 16%. Audiences gave it a 31%. The plot. First I'll read what IMDb says, and then I'll just go into a few of the other details. So IMDb says... Washed-up true crime writer Ellison Oswald finds a box of Super 8 home movies in his new home that suggests the murder that he is currently researching is the work of a serial killer whose work dates back to the 1960s. So Ellison Oswald, as you said, uh, played by Ethan Hawke, um, thinks that he needs to make another um, best-selling book in order to keep his family afloat. So he moves into a new house with his wife Tracy and two kids, Trevor and Ashley. And Ellison knows they moved into a house where four members of the family were murdered and the daughter is still missing, but he conveniently forgets to tell his wife that. So, uh, yeah, bad idea. Uh, at some point, he's in the attic. He discovers a box of 8mm movies and, conveniently, a projector to go with them. Because who has one of those projectors laying around anymore? The videos depict... Some of them are just regular, ordinary stuff, but they also depict the hanging of the family in the backyard. That was the first thing that we saw from the movie. Um, and all of the movies are shot... Uh, POV from the killer, but we don't know who the killer is at this point. Um, these movies from the films date back to 1960, and one child is missing in each case. He also finds some strange drawings on the walls and the appearance of a creature who is named Mr. Boogie. Ethan Hawke consults a professor who says it's actually the demon named Bagul, and that's B-U-G-U-U-L, or some people spell it B-A-G-H-U-L, not to be confused with Bagel, and he is the devourer of children. So he kills whole families and then takes one child back to his realm to slowly eat their soul and make him one of their minions. And I don't know if I said this or not, but it dates back, supposedly this demon dates back to Babylonian times. The professor also says the more the image is viewed via drawings, paintings, or movies, etc., um, the stronger the creature becomes, and this enables him to enter our world. So, Ethan, after seeing the ghost kids from the previous murders in the attic, Ethan burns everything, the movies, and the projectors, and moves the family immediately back to their old home. This is when he gets another call from the professor. Each family that was murdered had lived in the family had lived in the home where the previous family was. And guess what Ethan had just done? He followed the same pattern in that he when he took the family and left in the middle of the night and went back to their old house. So that's what triggers the death. I don't know what that really has to do anything, but that's what the story says. Um, Ethan Hawke then realizes that his daughter has poisoned his coffee cup and she, in the end, she takes a video of herself killing all of the, him and the rest of the family. We don't see this, but from her drawing, it looks like she acts them into parts, um, and then draws another picture on the inside of the thing that, uh, the box for the movie. 
And in the end, Mr. Boogie appears, Bugal, and picks her up and carries her into the film. So that's where all the missing kids went. So that's the basic plot of Sinister 1. Sinister 2, IMDb says, A young mother and her two sons move into a rural house that's marked for death. The movie opens again with a death scene. This time it's a scene of three people being hung up in a cornfield like scarecrows. Someone lights a, a trail of gasoline to one of them and they burst into flames. Deputy So-and-So, that's why he's called that because he doesn't have a name, shows up again in this movie. He is no longer a deputy. He was fired from being a deputy. He is now a PI and he's trying to burn down all of the houses where Bagul hung out before other families can move into them. So he meets Courtney, the mother, who is hiding from her abusive husband and her sons, Dylan and Zach. Too bad she's hiding in a place where Bagul has been hanging out. I guess technically they're in a farmhouse and the murders occurred in the church on the property or something like that. I was a little hazy on that one. Professor Jonas from the first film has also disappeared at this point. But he left behind a ham radio that belonged to a Norwegian family who was murdered in 1973. He hears a recording of a girl saying, Bagul can't hear me over your yelling mommy. In this film, the ghost kids play a much more active role. Um, they are seen quite often getting first Dylan and then Zach to watch the home movies where they each killed their respective families. And then trying to encourage them to kill uh, their mother and their brother. This time around, we see videos of families being eaten by alligators, buried up to their neck in snow, electrocuted in the kitchen, nailed to a floor as rats eat through their body. That's a pretty rough one. I mean, they're all rough, but that's really rough. In the end, it is Zach that is making the picks. So Deputy So-and-So uh, gets back to the house. He breaks the camera as they're all running around the house, thus supposedly breaking the curse. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, the house catches fire. Everyone ex escapes except for Dylan, who is now with Bagul. And when the deputy goes back to his hotel room to gather things, the Norwegian radio is still there, and he hears a girl whisper, Deputy. Then there's the typical jump scare by Bagul at the very end. So that's the plot of both movies. Now on to a little bit of trivia. Sinister 1. Uh, Sinister was one of the first releases by Blumhouse, which I already mentioned. Uh, it had a budget of $3 million and a box office of $87.7 million. So, not bad. Writer Robert Cargill got the idea for the script after a nightmare he had after watching The Ring. All of the Super 8 footage was actually shot on Super 8. And the Pool Party 66 film was extremely difficult to shoot because the actors had to be underwater for some time. There are six films featured. Pool Party, as I mentioned, Barbecue, uh, Lawn Work, Sleepy Time, Family Hanging Out, and House Painting. They are from the years 1966, 1979, 1986, 1998, 2011, and most recently 2012, which is the film of Ethan Hawke's family. Uh, the family that was hung from the tree 
were actually all stunt people. However, the first time around, the stunt coordinator botched the prep, and they actually hung for a few seconds. Luckily, no one was hurt, and he was fired. Mr. Boogie was originally supposed to look like Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka character, but they decided against it because it was funny and not scary. They instead bought the rights to an image on Google and then used that for the creature. The music that accompanies the snuff films is not by Christopher Young, who did the rest of the music. Uh, it is by a couple of bands, Over, Judge Hydrogen, and a Scottish band called Boards of Canada. So they bought the rights to all of those. And one song by Boards of Canada called Gyroscope is used during the film Burning Scene and the end credits, and then it was also reused in Sinister 2. The main character's name is from author Harlan Ellison and Patton Oswald, who is a big horror buff. The name Bagul translates to Boogeyman. And Fred Thompson, who plays the sheriff, is probably best known for his time on Law & Order. He was also the Republican senator from Tennessee, and he also ran for president at one point. Sinister 2 had a budget of $10 million and a box office of 54.1. James Ransom's character, as I said, never gets a name. First movie, he's referred to as Deputy So-and-So, and in the second movie, as Ex-Deputy So-and-So. Milo, the head of the Ghost Kids, is loosely based on the character of Isaac from Children of the Corn. You'll remember he was the ringleader, and he kept going, Malachi. The actor who plays Bagul, Nicholas King, actually had it put on his license plate. And Bagul can appear in different animal forms, such as a scorpion, rat, spider, or snake. In the mythology of the show, Bagul is the brother of Moloch, who also preys on children, but they hate each other. And Moloch is the reason Bagul's uh, mouth is sealed shut. Future developments. At one point, a third Sinister movie was in the works, but that never went anywhere. So Jason Blum says uh, there will not be a third Sinister movie at this point. However, there might still be a crossover between Sinister and Insidious, and they had thought about naming that movie possibly In Sinister. And there is also some talk of a TV series. Why should you watch these movies? Well, to be honest, I don't think you should. Um, they just didn't do it for me. While Ethan Hawke is, you know, really good in everything he's in, there were some good jump scares in the first movie. Um, the initial scene that you see in the first movie, the people uh, hanging from the tree, and the scarecrow scene in the second movie are good, but there's really not much novel here. There's just not enough to hang the story on, in my opinion, or to keep me coming back. I'd say save some time, skip these movies, and watch Ethan Hawke and something else, such as the first Purge movie or Daybreakers, which is a really good movie about vampires. He's also in lots of other stuff, including Gattaca, which I really like as well, Training Day, etc. On to the recipe. Well, we don't have much to go on here, so we went from recipe from 
Martha Stewart's recipes, and it's on someone's uh, blog called Ankea, A-N-K-E-A, uh, WordPress. So let's see here. I'll just give you the details real quick for the cocktail. It's very easy to make. Uh, ingredients, fine black sanding sugar, one lady apple chopped, half a lime cut into wedges, one ounce maple syrup, one ounce apple cider, two ounces vodka, ice club soda, one thin crosswise slice lady apple for garnish. So you moisten the rim of the martini glass with water and you place it upside down in the sanding salt um, to give it that color around the rim. Then you, in a cocktail shaker, you uh, mix together the apple cubes and lime wedges, add syrup, cider, and vodka, fill with ice, cover and shake until well combined, strain into prepared martini glass, um, top with club soda, and put the garnish on, and that's it. So that is called a sinister cider cocktail, and again, I'll include the link in the meeting notes. Uh, lastly, where to find us? We are on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. So that's it. Until next week, if you go into an attic and you see some movies and an old projector, Take my advice and don't watch them. Instead, I would say leave the house immediately, but I'm not sure that might get you killed too. So until then, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.